Hello, beautiful people. Thank you so much for clicking on this podcast and this particular episode of Joe Blogs About Films. We are taking a little bit of a break from the spooky season themed episodes that we've done. So we've, we've, we've touched upon Saw. Uh, Cabin in the Woods was like at the very end of September, start of October. Uh, I've also got a Simpsons podcast lined up as well for the Treehouse of Horrors. So don't miss that. But basically, thank you so much as always though for clicking and supporting. It really is appreciated whether you're a first-time listener, long-time listener. All the same, thank you so, so much. But yes, we're going to be taking a step back from the spooky season to talk about Black Adam, the newest release from Warner Brothers and DC. Obviously, Dwayne Johnson's had a massive hand in this, and it's great to see him as this title character because it's been years since this was announced, in particular his uh, yeah star role of this, and just just being kind of at the back burner at the other ideas and other films that Warner Brothers have tried to just push out and rush out, I should say, because yeah they've they've had a bumpy ride. So the the Justice League film that came out in twenty seventeen was just horrendous. They've always seemed to be just behind Marvel. It, it's it, you know Marvel took their time, they nurtured, they cared for the storylines, created an incredible you know cinematic universe. Which you know I, I've already stated you know quite recently, my like dissatisfaction with the most recent phase. I think that the Marvel have I don't know. I'm not saying they ran out of ideas because there's a ton of comics and and you know storylines they can go with, but. I, I've been very disappointed with with what Marvel have released, but you know, we'll, you know, we've got stuff to look forward to still. In them, but we're not here to talk about Marvel. We'll talk about DC. What I was getting at is that, obviously, you know, DC have always been just behind Marvel in terms of they, they've got good films out there. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, the standalone Batman film that came out this year, I absolutely loved. It's one of my favorite superhero films. I think in terms of what I've seen over the course of have been a huge fan of of the superhero genre. But like just like you you know, your Shazams, which was fine, your Aquaman again, which was fine, and Wonder Woman, yep, that was pretty good. You know, there's not been too much Man of Steel, obviously that was that was a lot of fun. Not too much destruction. Batman versus Superman was a mess. Uh, well, the the theat- the theatrical cut was a mess, but the extended cut, I'll give them that one. Props to them. But yeah, so it's been a bit of a yeah, bumpy ride for for DC. And then Black Adam comes out, and I'm not going to lie, I enjoyed this a lot more than the last few Marvel films. I know I'm comparing again to, to Marvel and that, but you know, I remember my experience watching Morbius, watching Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and even you know, Thor: Love and Thunder, which I absolutely that needs burning. That I, I genuinely, genuinely will stand by that. That is. I think the worst superhero film that's ever come out, but that's a different story for another day. So yeah, my experience of watching superhero films has not been great in the last last few months in particular. Black Adam has actually really surprised me. And like I say, I've got to give props to Dwayne Johnson for his constant, you know, desire and 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 just drive to get this film released and to get DC on on the on the map again. Really, it's it's got people talking. I think that there's a great balance of. Again, mature tone, wanting to have some form of superhero that's, well, essentially not a superhero that we you know is going to cause damage. Obviously, he's not bothered about the the number of bodies that are piling up in his wake. You know, there's that, again that mature tone, but at the same time, obviously, it's, it is aimed at the at the younger audience that want to watch these superhero films, and and I think that everyone can enjoy this. Um, I very much did enjoy a lot about this film. I say it's not the best DC film that's come out. I, obviously, in terms of the DC cinematic universe, I would say that yeah, the Justice League Schneider cut is probably the best DC, uh, DC EU whatever you want to call it film. Um, but Black Adams, it's got me excited. It really has got me excited for what's to come in the future. It's been out for a few few days now, so I am going to touch on a few more spoilers within this podcast. Uh, in particular, obviously the post credit scene. So. 
yeah, I mean, I, I will pre-warn when that comes to it. You can skip ahead, um, but it, I, I'm not just going to come straight in with that if you've not seen it. I want to talk about the film in itself. And and obviously, that's what we're going to be talking about on this particular episode. We're going to be covering Black Adam. This podcast is available, as I usually state, on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, as to RSS.com. Jump onto Facebook as well and give us a like and a follow. Uh, just do that by searching Joe Blogs About Films. And then while you're at it, hit the notification button on Spotify so you can be notified when the episodes are uploaded. Well, hit the notification button on anything that you're streaming from. Let's let's be honest. Just do that. That'd be great. And finally, leave us a review because that would be lovely. Right then, nearly 5,000 years ago in the Middle Eastern country of Kandak, the superpower 10th Adam took on a tyrant king and then vanished. In present day, with Kandak now mercenary ruled, Adam is reawakened, where he must face up to both the modern world and his own past. And this is it, because I like the fish out of water aspect of this film. You know, this character that's been, as you say, like prisoned for 5,000 years. Obviously, we should stress straight away that this is essentially a spin-off to Shazam. I mean, they could have easily gone, right, you know what, let's bring Black Adam into the Shazam sequel, but they've not. They decided to give him a standalone film. I do think Dwayne Johnson will have had a hand in that massively because it just sounds like he is literally kicking Warner Brothers and DC up the arse, if I'm being honest, in terms of making good quality films, because this is it, you know, you've got this character, as I say, the fish out of water side of the things where he's come back 5,000 years later, just to this this modern world and such, of say, seeing his, seeing his, his country, his home, ruled by, say, these mercenaries, in the case of him trying to take him down, but like I said at the start, it's not a case of like, oh, let's get all like political about it all, or let's get like sit down and have a talk and try and fix it. Nope, he's going to go and rule with his fist and something else should take him out. I think that there are so many great action set pieces in this, and I, I there's times in this film when it came, when it comes to the action uh, with Dwayne Johnson in particular, obviously with Black Adam, where it did remind me of like the Man of Steel side of things or just Superman's uh, way of like choreographed fighting sequences and such. You know, like the whole dashing to the next person, like grabbing them, throwing them, this, that, and the other. But I did feel there was an edge to Black Adam, which I liked a lot more, obviously, because Superman shouldn't kill, or doesn't kill, I should say, unless you're his, his, his own species or whatever, like I said, with General Zod. But with Black Adam, it's like it doesn't matter. And I liked that dynamic, especially when the Justice Society come into it as well, because the cast is is made out with some fantastic names, as you'll have obviously seen in the promos and such. You've got Pierce Brosnan in there as well. Aldis Hodge, who plays Hawkman. Hawkman is great in this. Like I can't wait to see more Hawkman. Uh, but Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate was a nice, uh, a very, very good uh, piece of casting there, I will say. Noah Centineo, apologies if I'm mispronouncing that. You've also got Quintus uh, Swindle as well as Cyclone. Obviously, Noah sorry, Noah Centineo played Atom Smasher. Again, apologies if I'm mispronouncing these names, but all in all, it's a very inclusive cast, very diverse, and I love what they brought with the Justice Society. I thought it was a nice little touch. There were great cameos as well from, uh, from Viola Davis as Amanda Waller as well. She's deeming, obviously, Black Adam as too much of a threat, you know, and that's why the Justice Society go in there. But this is where things really start to, like, kind of just, just take the film by absolute force, really, because the start of the film... Again, I've said this numerous times before, especially in my last podcast that I did um, in episode 104 when I was speaking about the curse of Bridge Hollow or whatever. The first 20 minutes of Black Adam are fine. They're not breathtaking. They're not like... I have a big problem when it comes to exposition dump. I would rather see it rather than be told it. And so having the voiceover narrative of like, oh, 5,000 years ago, this happened and this happened and this happened. I was like, oh, here we go again. It got me worried, let's be honest, because I'd seen good reviews for Black Adam. I'd also seen some not so good reviews for it, and I thought, am I going to be the person down the fence in this one thinking it's all right, it's not amazing? I am definitely leaning over to say this is a good film. Like, without a shadow of a doubt, I think this is a this is a good film. It's not an amazing film, whatever, but I do think it's a great one. I think that Dwayne Johnson has really took this character. You can tell 
and he's wanted to get this out there as for as long as he possibly uh, has done really say i mean what was it 14 years ago or something they got cast like i've already said like props to him but another props to him just for this the determination to get this out but you know he's shaking the dc by storm especially like you know like the the, the marketing for this film as well about how like the hierarchy or whatever he's saying of, of, of the of the dc universe is about to change or something like that because black adam there's so much potential with him because he is he's like obviously he's not a good superhero but at the same time because of the close connections he's got you know and the, and, and the feelings and emotions he has about what happened to his family to his side of things when he's put into a position where there's another family that's in need obviously in the, in, in, in kandar in kandark um you know like he's straight away wanting to protect them in particular obviously the young boy that's in this um, and that relationship there, like he's not just straight up just going to like start taking people out and killing them left, right, and centre. It's only if like they are doing things, you know, say the wrong way. And there's so, like I said, so many great action set pieces. Obviously, in particular, I liked what they did with the slow mo. It wasn't too much in your face with this. There were some great moments where, you know, like it's just him obviously going so super fast. Everything's going so slow, much like you see maybe with Flash and stuff. What they've done in the X Men films, but there's just a lot to to, to unpack with it. And so in particular, obviously the visuals and such, and the side of where you know he's just like knocking bullets out of the way. Or picking up rockets and throwing them back or like just going up to someone and putting a grenade in their mouth that they've thrown at him and stuff and like everything and then it, and then it'll just cut and it all in one motion everything kicks off you know the bomb goes off the rocket goes off the bullets fly it was just really really excellent how they did that i did feel like the film was coming up to a close and then another 30 minutes ended though which i was a little bit like okay that was a little bit jarring but still there's a lot in this to enjoy if it's not only dwayne johnson's performance and portrayal as black adam like i love this stern you know, brute of a figure that's like, well, no, you can't always talk about things. If someone's a bad person, then he put him down. Whereas you've got the Justice Society are like, well, no, you can just lock them up and we can just stop them that way. We don't have to kill people. In particular, obviously, Aldous Hodges, Hawkman, because the dynamic between Hawkman and Black Adam make this film like oh my god like all the way through i absolutely loved those two bouncing off one on each other in particular obviously hawkman's you know desire to want to make black adam be a good person or at least you know you've got to remember as well that the justice society are coming in to take black adam to prison essentially to, to bring him back obviously from kandark and to put him into prison but that's not going to happen when you've got such a powerful being as black adam like he says there's no one on this planet that can stop him <laughs> on this planet that is anyways wink wink so yeah they're coming in to try and take him down but it's again it's that kind of that political stance again obviously i know we've been talking about the political themes of it as well but you know the middle eastern country of kandark you know they've not had any superheroes whatsoever turn up even throughout their entirety of the time that they have been mercenary ruled no one's come to save them and then suddenly as soon as black adam turns up obviously this could be their savior he's now essentially wanting to be whisked away and and locked up for it and it's like where have you all been until this point like why have you not come to save us until now we've now got someone for us to look up to and you're now wanting to take him away and it's all down to the fact of how powerful black adam actually is like i say it does it does lead to some absolutely amazing set pieces and some action sequences in this like i say dr fates uh, in particular he's very dr strange i mean this is the thing as well when i was watching it, i was like these characters i mean i don't know all the laws of the comics i don't even know which character came first and such but you do watch this and you think okay so you've got dr strange in this you've got uh falcon in this you've got storm in this you've also got ant-man in this and then let's let's just say the black adam in this is uh is thor just to kind of wrap it all up it did it did feel like that but at the same time i think that that's what kids and such are going to enjoy about it is the similarities yeah fair enough you've got the traits of like you know dr fate in particular with some of the some of the attack moves that he has obviously he can duplicate himself much like dr strange does in the lights of infinity war this that and the other but i'm not going to sit here and just be like oh yeah they're completely ripping it off i do think that there's enough 
in that in these characters for you to be like i really do care about them i want them to succeed i don't want black adam to go to prison or whatever but i want everyone to just to get along because there's there's too much to enjoy with it and i like that there is so much possibility of moving forward and it's nice that black adam has introduced these characters like because there could be cause for concern by having the justice society in the black adam film because that's another four characters that you've got on top of the main superhero so another four superheroes that you're bringing into this but it didn't feel overfacing. It didn't feel like anything maybe was being taken away from Black Adam with this because, you know, Dwayne Johnson, That it, I, I can't stress how good his actual performance was in this. And the, like I said, the costume setting and design for everyone involved was just awesome to look at and awesome to watch. But I did find that this film, even though it can, it can be really serious and really dark at times, in particular when we get those flashbacks to what happened, you know, when, when Black Adam's, uh, obviously what happened to his family and such, but there's some real great strong humorous moments in here as well. These like one-liners or like just the fact that you know the young the young kid in this obviously I forgot his, I forgot the character's name obviously but he's constantly trying to get Black Adam to have a catchphrase and I, I love it. Like I said, I think it's something like that. I'm telling the man in black uh, sent you or something like that. And just there's so many moments in that 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 you just can't help but belly laugh with it because there are some really good chuckling moments in this and I do think. They've they've nailed that because that's something that the DC have struggled with over the course of their films has been a bit too a bit too moody a bit too grey a bit too serious I think that just have a sprinkle of light relief because obviously Shazam maybe leans a little bit more to the other side of the coin where you like it's a little bit maybe too silly um, which I don't mind because I think the DC does need that kind of breath of fresh air in terms of the tone and such but I think if you want to watch a film that's got a good balance that's not too serious and moody but also has some good laughs in there I think Black Adam is the one for it and I think again that's why I enjoyed it so much again not only because of the dynamics of these characters and these additional you know superheroes in there that, that work with Black Adam or work to stop Black Adam there's just to say a lot a lot really to, 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 to kind of get on board with I really liked as well Quintessa Swindle's Cyclone I thought that the 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 way that the color palette for her as well when she is as, as cyclone like the greens and such and the purples as she's you know sw swooshing I was going to say around I thought it all looked great I didn't think yeah fair enough like I will come up, come up, come upon some of my negatives of this film in a second but I didn't find the CG too bad for that the 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 main negative I have which is always the same when it comes to a DC film they just have terrible villains absolutely terrible villains and this one's different because. At the start of the film, like you can kind of get there's, there's a crown that's involved, obviously. And again, I'm not going to go too much into spoilers, but you can kind of tell that someone's going to betray, you know, Adriana Thomas, that's Sarah Shahi's character. Someone's going to betray her and steal the crown off her. But you're trying to work, you're trying to, you, you can kind of guess who it's going to be, or these two people that are with her, one of them is going to do so. Which again, it's kind of like a step by step rule book in terms of making some kind of plain, boring villain. And then, like, it, it, the film continues, and as I say, it does feel like it's wrapping up and then the last 30 minutes kick in, and that's where the villain does appear, and that's the thing. We're just under two hours of this film, or however long the film is, and it gets to a point where you're like, where is the villain of this film? Like, are they trying to do a different thing where the balance there is the fact that it's Black Adam that's kind of like the villain but the hero at the same time because don't don't get me wrong i did like that i like the fact that we're here rooting for black adam who's you know just come out of this five thousand year prison and then now obviously into the into the real world he's not happy with how his country's country and, and and fellow people have been have been you know ruled and such he's taken everyone out and then you've got the justice society that are like no no you can't kill people i liked all of that i think that i, I do think it's a nice little twist on it then they not ruined it because I think that's too much of a negative word, but they brought in this villain that I just, I just if you're going to do it, do the CGI better than what it was for starters. I thought that was terrible, but I just didn't care. Like I thought it was just a bit, bit more padding out of the film. I thought they had a good structure of what they had and, and maybe if they'd have just done 
I don't know, maybe maybe 10, 15 minutes more of just, I don't know, kind of... I don't, it's easy for me to say as a person that's on a podcast waffling away what they could have done better and stuff, but I did feel that the villain let it down a little bit, um, an awful lot, because this film, in my in my head, I was like, getting, I was thinking, oh my God, this could be an eight, eight and a half out of ten. And then the last 30 minutes happened, and I was like, oh, God, I just dropped it down at least one, one and a half score. <laughs> so, I mean, that probably gives it away what I'm going to give this score out of ten, but still, I did feel that that was a bit of a negative the the villain side of it but all in all though i don't I, this has got such good rewatchability don't get I, i'm already looking forward to giving this a rewatch for me completely unless i think that everyone involved in it um in terms of the performances as well and the actual story is pretty good like they've they've nailed it you know the, the director and the writers and such need and need you know a good a good plods as well in terms of as much as what dwayne johnson's done for dc and such i do think that they've done a, a pretty bang up job anyways with this um, so yeah, like out of ten, this is a seven for me. I think it's strong. I think it's a pretty good film. So I definitely want to rewatch it. More rewatch capability and ability, I should say, than than what I've seen in most recent superhero films. I say since the Batman, anyways, this has been one that I thought, yep, I'll take it. I thought there was some good action sequence and some good humor in there. Story's fine. I want to come to the post credit scene, obviously, uh, which if you've not seen it, if you've not, to be honest with you, if you've not been on Instagram, I, I, I don't know how you've avoided spoilers if you've got this far. But of course, obviously. Here we go. Then I'm going to jump straight into it now. So if you're not seeing it, don't talk, don't don't listen. Uh, but Superman pops up at the end, which I thought was great. And there was like there were nods to this coming up, anyways. Like you know, like especially when Dwayne Johnson wakes up in in the family's apartment in the in the young boy's room, and then like obviously he's got that vision going off, and he like uses his finger lightning uh, to to obviously just strike out at that moment. And in doing so, he burns the face of of a Superman poster, which I thought was which was hilarious, especially because I already knew that that was going to come up at the end that Superman was going to pop into it. But yeah, Henry Cavill is officially Superman, and moving forward, he will be Superman still. Which I was saying to one of my friends, I was like, it should never have been in consideration to replace him as Superman. You know, he is the most popular or well-known superhero out there. And the actor himself has done a tremendous job and his career is just continuously going up and up and up. Why on God's earth would you want to replace him, to recast him, to move things, to change things again? I know that the DCU, you can tell that Warner Brothers has got papers flying everywhere being like, I have no idea what to do with this uh, or what to do with these storylines or what to do with our arc or blah, blah, blah. Like, just, just... Just strip it down a little bit and just focus on just just getting a good narrative, you know. Like they, they've tried to copy the Avengers, they've tried to rush their own Justice League film. Take your time with it, and and I like that the Superman popped up at the end of this, especially when Viola Davis is like, "No, you stay where you are. You would have to. We'll not put you in prison, but you stay where you are." And he's like, "Well, who's going to stop me? There's no one on this planet that's going to stop me." And then you know, send them all. I think is what he says. And then next thing you know. You know, after the the after he destroys Amanda Waller's message that she sent across in the, within the smoke, you hear the classic Superman swoop down, and then he comes out. I think along the lines, he comes out of the smoke, just saying it's been a while since someone's made Earth this nervous, and it just has me excited. I can't wait to see Superman throw fists and take down, and just to see what the possibilities are of this, and to see Black Adam become essentially more of an he is an anti-hero but to come to become potentially someone that's going to be working alongside the justice league at least with superman or whatever but i just can't wait to see what they're going to do and again this is all down to dwayne johnson's desire and and persistence with getting not only black adam done but getting dc and warner brothers just get their heads screwed on right with this i know we've had some exciting news this week as well with james gunn being announced as like a ceo or chairman or whatever it is of like the dc films and such which i think is a fantastic move for warner brothers and, and dc moving forward because his films as we've seen with the suicide squad like i love the suicide squad i mean there we go that's another dc film in the last few years that i very much enjoyed obviously james gunn last year in 2021 releasing the suicide squad which instantly 
instantly became one of my favorite superhero films ever. Um, so he gets it as well. So we're now getting these well knowledgeable people behind the scenes that are going to be moving forward and making the DC universe much more exciting anyway. So I've been pleasantly surprised and very much happy to have seen Black Adam. I think it's a, it's it's one of the better DC films. I think Dwayne Johnson has absolutely smashed it out of the park with this. So fair play to him and fair play to everyone that's involved with it as well. Because I said the performances, there are a few people in there. I said the uncle character was a little bit annoying. I can take him or leave him, but the villain laid it down, but it didn't let it down too much. We're not talking like like when you look at like Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman, like Jesus Christ, like that film was amazing until that last villain at the end. I was just like, this is just nonsense. So we're not talking it's as much of a drop off the cliff as that, but yeah, it does it does just let it down a little bit for me. But I think 7 out of 10 is a complete fair score for it, for me anyways, but I'd love to know your thoughts as well. If you've seen Black Adam, what are your thoughts? Are you excited as well for what happened in the post credit scene? Are you happy to see where the DC future is looking? Or are you still a bit, you know, reserved about it a little bit hesitant to get excited on the back of <laughs> the uh shit show we've had so far <laughs> but thank you ever so much as always for listening to the podcast i really do appreciate it do let me know your thoughts do get in touch on facebook as well leave us a review and all that jazz but until the next episode thank you so much take care